Oh, and let me also say that this is a hybrid of the NRSV and the Inclusive Bible put together. I just loved some of the language in both. So here it is. Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7. In this first reading, I want you to listen and imagine what it might be like to have heard this story in the time that Christ was born. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent for the Christ, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as heirs. The proof that you are children of God is the fact that God has sent forth into our hearts the spirit of the child who calls out Abba. You are no longer slaves, but daughters and sons. And if you are daughters and sons, you are also heirs through God. In this second reading, I want you to lean into how this text so shows up for you in this moment, in this holiday season, or in what ways it prompts you to live more freely. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent for the Christ, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as heirs. The proof that you are children of God is the fact that God has sent forth into our hearts the spirit of God who calls out Abba. You are no longer slaves, but daughters and sons. And if you are daughters and sons, you are also heirs through God. Thanks be to God. So upon reading the text, I couldn't help but imagine what it might've been like for Mary and Joseph to prepare for Jesus's coming or how drastically their life might've changed. To prepare for Jesus's coming that brought up multiple truths, both hopeful and difficult, that Christ was miracle and blessing and may have also come with burden. With it came those who awaited his glory like Simeon and Anna, who had this inner knowing and joy of the deliverance he'd bring. And on the other end of the spectrum, you may have those who know 
Jesus represents, but are unwilling or sometimes skeptical to take a deeper dive and resistant to what Christ's presence might change. You might think of folks who want to be free, but are also existing in this same paradigm that produces this cycle of limitation or don't yet know how to break free from it. And then there might be those that benefit exactly from how things are with no desire to give up anything or want to see everyone free. So Christ comes. His inception forevermore known to bring light and promise as savior. Of all the ways God could have sent into the world, Christ was born with the intent to be born of a woman and born under the law to be born in divine timing, a living, breathing sign among them of freedom and liberation. And it made me curious to think of the continual ways we remember the sign and grace of Christ in our lives even now. So I started to think about my own family, to think about my own heritage and the things that I continue in my own way from those who have come before me. And it is a big reason for how I have come to title this sermon, which I've called Children of Grace. Um, and I think if you didn't know, you might think grace might come from the grace that God um, continues to give us day in and day out. But even more meaningful for me, I think of grace as a part of my lineage um, I don't know about you all, but my family has family reunions every few years. I wouldn't say we do it every year, but um, every few years we come together in some shape or form, which I imagine will change now, um, and have a reunion of which my, a tradition or ritual in my own family is a shirt. Does anybody else get shirts in their families? <laughs> yeah, great. Um, and on our shirt, mostly on my maternal uh, side, our shirts are always entitled Children of Grace. And the meaning behind grace is that my grandmother's grandmother so my great great grandmother her name was grace so even though i 
didn't know her. She continues to be passed down, even to me, through her name. And it makes me think of the ways that we continue to bring about legacy and continue to bring about change or continue to live within the heritage of which we were brought up. Some in good ways and some in ways that might need to change or bring about something new. But I want you to also tap into what that looks like in your own family. The things that you might continue to pass down without knowing or some traditions that you continue to carry on, whether it's something as simple as a family meal or recipe or stories. What are ways that we continue to tap into the inheritance that we're living into in this day? It makes me think of how we are living into the freedom that we see in the text that Christ has brought us. What empowers us to live into the freedom that is already here? I think in this year, so much has been brought up um, in this world and in this time that is undeniable um, just because of how the pandemic has come, the way that we receive information. We are steadily receiving news of grief or trauma or injustice. We receive it because it is easily accessible. And I, um, I want us to continue to imagine what it looks like, not only to tap into the things that we know are here, but continue to dream into what we can create for something new and something else that is ahead. So I actually have a quote that I want to share um, because it's just too good not to share. And I've actually shared a quote from her before in a sermon I believe I preached last year at Peace. Um, it is from Miriam Hasna where she poses a question. Who are the visionaries to create what you want in the world? And she answers it by saying, quote, you don't create by focusing on the old. Instead, focus on the new in a way that the old becomes obsolete. I'm gonna say it again because I, I want you to sit and think about all the ways that we receive information and how much 
We know of old, whether it's in our own family traditions or way we live in this world, how we can bring about something new. So she says, you don't create by focusing on the old. Instead, focus on the new in a way that the old becomes obsolete. End quote. So when I hear that, for me, this might be a little bit radical, but for me, when I hear that, it makes me think it's almost as if to obsess over what's wrong instead of creating what is right is to reject the inheritance of God. What are the ways that we can continue to create and bring about new things to be reborn in ways that we can continue to dream and bring about justice and truth? New things are coming. I don't know how you have felt in this whirlwind of a year, but for me, it feels like there's an incessant and persistence in bringing this newness and this change into the world. I feel like I felt it even as the pandemic began and I'm continuing to feel it even now. I feel like more people are tapping into something new within them and what they can create and how we can continue to do that collectively. So even in the midst of grief and struggle, I think this year has shown us that we still have a great deal of capacity to continue to learn and to grow and to live anew every day, even if we have to start again the day after. So as we continue into this new space um, with a new year coming, I think it gives us the opportunity to set some intention. And even if we get away from that intention to come back to the intention again, whenever we need it, to tap into what it really means to live your life as an heir, a child, a daughter or son of God. What are the things that we resonate with and the things that we need to let go of? What does it look like to know truth and not chains. To live your life in inheritance, to recognize the attributes, the favor and the wisdom passed down to us. And I just want to end with a song that kept ringing in my ear, even though it's not a song that I have heard 
in years. And it actually is more so related to the promise and the blessings that Abraham received and carries over um, into what we see as Christ brings us new life and new hope. So it is called Blessings of Abraham. And I'm going to sing a piece of it. It says, Get your inheritance. Get your inheritance. Get your inheritance. Get your inheritance. You are the seed by faith received. The blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham. And with that, I hope we also continue to tap into the blessings we receive from Christ and how we can carry on the inheritance that God continues to give and show us. Love you all. Many blessings.